Hello and welcome to Fell in Love with a Hound, the podcast for people who love greyhounds. Hello and welcome to episode 11 of Fell in Love with a Hound. My name is Laura Jane and I'm your host. I'm so excited about today's episode. Now, I need to caveat this by saying I'm not normally a fashion person. My idea of being fashionable is two socks that actually match each other. (laughs) And as long as clothes fit me and keep me warm, I don't really bother too much with trends. But in saying that, having a dog that's the equivalent of a supermodel, Dash does have much better fashion sense than I do. (laughs) So with that in mind, as you may know, we are on Instagram at hound, and we follow quite a few of you houndies out there. A while ago, I noticed that these fantastically colourful t-shirts kept popping up. First of all, uh, across all the Australian hounds and then all across the globe. So being nosy, I had to find out more and I discovered a business called Hound Tees. Now, I'm sure most of you are familiar with them, but for those who aren't, there are an Australian-based business who specialise in t-shirts for greyhounds, whippets and sighthounds. So I reached out to ask if they'd like to come onto the podcast to have a chat. And not only did they say yes, but they also gave us a discount code. This is the first discount code we've had on Fell Over the Hound. And as you may tell, I'm super excited about it. So stay tuned to the end of the episode where I'll give you all the details. So I hope you enjoy listening to the chat as much as I enjoyed having it. We all know hounds that are very fashionable. My greyhound has more coats than I do. My guest today is the founder of the hugely popular brand Hound Tees, who keep our dogs warm while looking fabulous. Jen, welcome to Fell in Love with a Hound. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. So I'm talking to you from (laughs) I'm talking to you from the west of Scotland. Where are you talking to us from today? A little place called Crichton's Creek, which is um, two hours north of Melbourne in Victoria, Australia. Fantastic. So how has the weather been there? I know Australia's had some bad bushfires and everything. Have you been safe where you are? Uh, We've been safe, but it, you know, it it was a very, it was a stressful summer, put it it that way. But we've, you know, we've we've been really lucky, um, but sadly a lot of people haven't um so you know we've sort of been you know we counted our lucky stars this season I'm glad to hear that everything's okay with you and you guys are safe that's really good to know so yeah I just wanted to kind of bring you on for a chat today because hound tees I see everywhere it's all over my Instagram feed everybody talks about it I was at a walk um a couple of weeks ago and one of the hounds there had on one of your t-shirts so they obviously get shipped all over the world why don't you tell us a bit about the dogs that you actually have at the moment well I've got I have five um so which is which is you know a fair few but um so I've got so I've had six greyhounds in total unfortunately my first girl passed away about two years ago now she had kidney kidney cancer which was a bit bit sad so she was my second hound, but I still have my first boy, who's Fritz or Fritzel Alexander the Great, as I like to call him. He's <laughs> thirteen and a bit now, and um, he's um, he's he's getting a little bit better. He just got diagnosed with Cushing's disease, so we're just sort of going through the treatment plan with him with that. But so far, the medication's working, and he's 
perky again, which is really good. But he it's, was it's, he was my first hound, and basically the hound that started it all. Um, he's a very, 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 very big boy and very, very big, black, beautiful, beautiful boy. And um, he came to me and at the time I knew nothing about greyhounds. I knew one or two people who had them but really knew nothing about them, hadn't actually seen one in real life um, or anything like that. And my dog at the time... Uh, it was a little Jack Russell, and he got sick and he needed a blood transfusion. So I took him to the Melbourne University Vet Hospital where they had greyhounds as doggos that the vet students would, um, you know, learn and practice on, but they also used them for blood transfusions. So a dog like Fritz um, was used as a blood transfusion and actually sort of saved my little dog's life. And he passed away about six months later, and I said at the time, I'm going to have one of these dogs that helped save my, you know, my little Jack Russell Max. So they contacted me and said, well, we have one that's available. He's five and he's called Max. And I was like, okay, is this either A, a sign, or we're going to have to change his name. (laughs) So I went to go pick him up. So I, as I said, I didn't really know much about, about them. So I got greeted by this lovely greyhound and I was like oh yeah okay they're all right size you know people say they're big but you know that that's all right then they brought him out and he was so big huge like he's a really really he's a big greyhound he's a very very big boy and like he comes up he comes up past my waist and I was like oh my god you're a big dog you're a really big dog and then they handed me the lead and I've got you know and I'm like you're a big dog you're a really big dog and I (laughs) You know, took him, signed all the paperwork, and he's jumped into my car and he's filled up the whole back of my car and he's just, like, standing there and he's all happy, all happy and black and silly. And I was like, well, I can't call you Max because my other dog who passed away was called Max. And I just looked at him and I went, okay, you're, you're, you're Fritz. I'm calling you Fritz. So Fritz came home. And I'd bought a bed and everything for him, and the bed was way too small. Uh, we had a galley kitchen at the time, and literally his head could touch one side of the counter and his bum the other. And he was, because <laughs> he's very tall, he could just rest his head on the counter. And my husband's come home and he's just walked in, he's gone, Oh my God, that's a big dog. That's a really big dog. And because we also knew nothing about greyhounds as well, I was so worried that he was really depressed because all he did was sleep and yes, sort of yes. rang them. I actually rang them back and said, I think there's something wrong with my dog. I think he's really depressed. And they've just kind of laughed themselves. And it's like, you really don't know anything about greyhounds, do you? And I was like, no. Like I went from a yappy little Jack Russell and at the time we had a Border Collie Cocker Spaniel Cross. And then I started reading up about greyhounds and I'm like, oh, my God, they're like, you know, kind of cat dogs or gold-plated dogs or, like, actually, no, they're kind of not dogs. Um, They're kind of (laughs) really weird sort of alien dogs. Um, But, yeah, just got um, really, really into the whole um, thing about the greyhounds. So then it was like, no, he needs a wife. So we went and adopted Bond. Um, and she was a beautiful blue blue girl. Um, so yeah, so Fritz Fritz came into my life, and look, I fell one hundred percent 
head over heels in love with him. Like just there was just something about his calmness and his um, – I, 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 I think if, if my dog could talk, if Fritz could talk, I think he would talk like the actor Bill Nye. Like that, that to me is his persona. I, I, I love Bill Knight. Like, you know, it's just that, yeah. just that sort of droll kind of, I was just like, oh, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. you know, mm, just, yes. he just sort of reminds me of that. So, um, but sadly, after nine months, we actually found out he had cancer. So he had thyroid oh. cancer. So then he had to go and go back to the vet hospital and they were really, really great. They took care of him. They operated on him and they removed his thyroid, which is why I think we're having problems with him now with Cushing's because he's got, sort of imbalances so yeah. he's been on medication and stuff like that but you know he's he's you know 13 and probably nearly 13 and a half now and he's you know doing well but of course I couldn't find anything to put on him to keep him warm which was the mm-hmm. other thing about adopting greyhound is is that all of a sudden oh you know you've got to you know, and I got given a coat with him, but the coat was actually yeah. a bit too small. Kind of like so I need so I initially knitted him a jumper, and um you can actually get that knitting pattern off Ravelry. Um so I put the put the pattern up there. Um so I started knitting him jumpers and then I was like, oh, you know, it's just too hard. So I made him a t-shirt. So it's like, what do I wear? I basically wear a striped t-shirt pretty much every day. So I made him a striped t-shirt. And one of the things that I noticed as soon as I started walking him, because we live near a primary school, I used to watch people cross the other side of the road and sort of keep away from us when we'd go walking the dog. It was like they were really scared of him because he was this big black dog. And I think in Australia, greyhounds aren't at that time weren't really, well, they weren't, well, definitely not where we were living because we were living in a regional town. Um, So they definitely weren't. a a dog that people saw so they just saw him as this big black dog and I actually had a lady say to me one day that it was really irresponsible for me to be walking a dog like that near a primary school obviously he had yeah yeah it was like and you know when you have one of those moments where you just go oh I don't know what to say I yeah uh, like I was like uh uh uh, I just kept walking so as soon as I put a stripy T-shirt on him, I had people running up to him wanting <laughs> to pat him and all of a sudden he became this friendly, funny dog in a T-shirt. So, and by this stage I'd gotten involved with the rescue group that I'm involved with, which is called Gumtree Grays because I said, you know, I got, you know, embraced, you know, suck it in by the whole cult of the greyhound um so the more I sort of found out about it all the more you know I sort of got sort of more interested in it. so I sort of said to a few people oh you know look I'll make make some t-shirts and you know I was giving some of the proceeds to the rescue group and really it just went from there so I had had a page on my other website because I used to sell fabric um I was a fabric seller and then all of a sudden it just took over from the fabric and more and more people started ordering and I remember standing there going what's happened I don't know what's going on like people are now like I've gone from I sort of went from like making you know a handful of them a week just you know sort of as a little bit of a sideline to what I was doing to all of a sudden going hang on like I've got to make 50 
Like what? And it just it, and it happened. It just happened really, really quickly. And I don't know how that happened or if someone maybe posted a photo of their dog. Like I had no idea. Like I didn't even have social media for it at the time. Like I actually, Hound Lovers came about was a my girlfriend Mandy to talk about just to talk about our dogs because she's got hounds as well. So at the time she had two Salukis and a Greyhound and now she's got to sort of, she's got her three sort of two Greyhounds and like a Saluki cross. So we just wanted to like post photos of our dogs to say, look, Hey, we love our hounds. If anyone's got a funny story about your hound, just post it here. We just yeah. want to like, you know, bit like you raise the profile of the dogs because they're really great. And so, so I said to her, I was like, Oh, is it all right with you? If I, you know, kind of, because someone had actually taken hound cheese on Instagram and just has like a little holding thing. And it's oh. been like that for like five years now. And I, and I know I could probably go and fight it and get it. But so I couldn't actually get hound cheese. So I just sort of said to her, it's like, oh, is it all right with you if I start just using hound lovers to put some stuff on about the hound cheese? So, um, yeah, that's sort of how, how it sort of came about. So it, it was like a happy accident, I guess, Hounties. Um, How long ago was that that you uh, actually started them? I probably started making them about five years ago, but it really didn't sort of do what it did until about two and a bit years ago. So this is kind of like my third year of it being mental, of it sort of being yeah. like I still can't get my head around it, um, like having to just go, okay, you know um yeah just went from just you know making them as the orders came in to now like making stock ahead to have it ready so I can sell it so we can send it out faster and really just had to make it up as I went along um and you know just learn learn on my feet and just really yeah just try and try and keep up like last year was a really really tough tough year just to keep to keep up and find people to help um so I've got a really great little team now um which is amazing like amazing um and you know and I couldn't have done it without them um so yeah like it went from me being at home on the farm in an old outbuilding with you Mm -hmm. know two sewing machines to you know a little team you know, there's four of us now and, you know, they work part-time and, you know, we all just sort of, yeah, all band together and, you know, we do it. And, you know, we're all doing it for the hounds. Like one of the other girls who works with me, she's involved with another rescue group. So sometimes she has her foster dog in at work and mm-hmm. um, we convinced my admin lady to adopt a hound. So now she's going to have to. Yes, yes, yes. So. The only person we haven't been able to convert yet, uh, it's just her partner has a, a very, very old chihuahua, so we didn't think we, we're not going to, like, hit her up to adopt a hound yeah. just yet. But, you know, I think, you know. So with um, the fact that, obviously, it's greyhound-specific, I think there's so many greyhound businesses because you can't just walk into pets at home or whatever the equivalent is and get a greyhound-sized jacket you have to get them specific because they've got such an interesting body shape Mm -hmm. and I think yours were the first ones I saw that actually wear t-shirts rather than jackets or fleeces or which in Scotland 
we use a lot of fleeces because it's so blooming cold. Yeah. Um, but yeah. in the summer, you know, a t-shirt or maybe at nighttime for jammies and things like that. So I think yours was the first that I saw that were really very unique and also all the different patterns. I think one of the fun things about being a greyhound owner is you get to be quite fashionable <laughs> with yes, all the different patterns. We, we call, refer to it being a, being a fashion hound. So it's like fashion and you're a fashion hound. Um, so, you, you know, like, and, you know, you're a snooter model. Um, so when your dog is a snooter model. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we have our own silly little little sayings now. Um, yeah, so that's sort of... Good. So yeah. So yeah. So and also like our weather's really different here in Australia as well. Yeah. So we really don't need need the heavy coats. And um, also, it was like quite interesting to hear what people would sort of say. Like some people say, "Oh, look, you know, it's too hot for my dog to wear a fleece, or you know, it's staticky." Or so that's one of the reasons why we use cotton. Um, so we, we sort of you know we use you know like cotton sweatshirt fabrics and we we use kind of human human fabrics but for your dog so it's like well if you're going to put a long sleeve t-shirt on chuck a long sleeve t-shirt on your dog if you're going to chuck a hoodie on chuck a hoodie on your dog because you know if you're feeling that cold they're feeling that cold so absolutely it was kind of this kind of what's the word when you put your human thoughts and feelings onto your animal um is it anthropomorphizing or something (laughs) yeah yeah i think um so it's kind of kind of a little bit of that so it's like well you know if you're going to walk down the street um you know and if you're feeling a little bit chilly um you know chuck a sweater on um chuck a sweater on your dog so, <laughs> but I think what you were saying before as well with um with your dog having the stripy t-shirt on and that making them seem more approachable. Um, uh, yeah. my green dash has a a purple polka dot fleece that she wears when we're out when it's very cold and that always makes people stop and talk to us because it's a purple yeah. polka dot fleece. People are automatically yeah. thinking that's a cute dog it's you know must be very cute and safe and whatever um so I think a lot to do is that kind of promotion of you know they're greyhounds they're not scary they're not these scary big animals um I think that maybe just helps a little kind of soften their image because they have an image problem which we all know at the moment um just trying to let people know how good they are Um, and I think that really helps to kind of soften their image a little bit they sort of become friendly. It's like, you know, it's like because Gumtree Grays has a um, like a stall at some of the farmer's markets around Melbourne where you can come and meet meet the dogs and, and stuff like that. And, you know, like the kids will run up to the dogs and pat them and, and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, and they're all, all got their little outfits on or, you know, they've got, you know, like a, a fun, you know, even in summer, like a little, you know, what is it like a bandanery neck thing and yeah you know it's just they all of a sudden they're, they're friend you know they're approachable and, and friendly whereas I think you know because of the image thing like I know like even my father-in-law like he just remembers greyhounds as being the dogs that people used to 
keep in their backyard because they thought that they might get lucky down at the track because that was his generation and, and where he grew up. So he he just sees them as these like working class dogs that people kept in their backyards when, you know, I suppose this probably would have been maybe the 50s, I think, here in Australia. So um, a lot of people sort of remember that time or they only see them as being um, dogs that that race and and race after the raced after a bunny so therefore they must be vicious and it's like well no they're the least vicious yes. thing <laughs> ever it's like you know you got to shake him to wake him you, you you know like it's like get out come on get out like, here's a treat. You're going to wake up. You know, they might open an eye and then an ear yeah. might pop up and they're like, no, actually, I'm really not that hungry, you know. Talk to me in the morning. Um, so, yeah, like they really, yeah, sadly, they, they still do have a little bit of an image problem. But, look, I really do think it's changing, like, in just in the short time that, like, I've had, you know, my guys just – really like I'm seeing more and more of them like you know I'll, I'll be driving around it's like oh my god there's someone with a greyhound um yeah. oh my god there's someone with a greyhound and it's wearing a roundie it's like wow hey. <laughs> so you like, mentioned you'd mentioned before about the work that you do with um Gumtree Greys uh, which is a yeah. rescue organization based in Australia could you maybe tell us a wee bit more yeah. about them Gumtree Greys is a rescue group. I think it was originally started in Queensland by a lady called Tracy McLaren, and I think that was maybe 10 years ago or so, and it was really about um, grabbing those doggos that people would put up on Gumtree and say free to, you know, like basically free. So that's why it was called Gumtree Grey. So she'd grab them before anything would, you know, go wrong. Um, so that's essentially how they came about. And then they branched down into Melbourne. So there's a really good group of, like, core group of sort of the coordinators and the people who do all the home checks and everything here in Melbourne. So we've got a really strong um, presence. And I think the thing that drew me to Gumtree Grays at the time when I sort of was getting more and more interested in you know, sort of the other side of, you know, having a greyhound. It's like, yeah, they're this amazing dog, but, you know, they are, they're almost the underdogs in a way, you know. It's sort of like I got more and more interested in it and they were just a group that they just had a lot of really good information and they were really helpful and I just felt really comfortable with them when I had like had questions, whereas the group, you know, the network that I originally adopted Fritz through because he came through the vet hospital program, he went into the Greyhound adoption program, which is the industry one. There wasn't a lot of support and a lot of information. So um, Gumtree Greys, yeah, so that's sort of how I got involved. And then I was just like, well, you know, I'd like to sort of do something to sort of give back. So when I was sort of making the T-shirts, I'd, you know, give bundles of T-shirts to them and, and all that sort of things. So, you know, I, you know, give, you know, give funds and, you know, um, do, you know, supply the materials to make the rescue coats and, you know, buy toys and leads and, you know, so just when they need things and, and that sort of stuff. So Hound Tears has been able to you know support support them in in that way and if you know dogs in the network 
sort of need anything, then, you know, it's yeah. like I'll supply T-shirts and things like that for them. So, um, you know, and when we have events and things like that, like, you know, I'll give stuff for raffles and, and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, so we sort of support them that way. So, you know, it's um, – and when the Canondrome dogs came and, and things like that, sort of, you know, being involved in that and fundraising for that and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So Hounds has been able to sort of help with a lot of those kind of yeah. Um, yeah. Pro- projects as well. Mm-hmm. But they're just a really great group of – people who are just doing really good things for the the dogs and and are there for the dogs like we'll you know they'll wait until the dog's ready there isn't like a mandatory oh no it's six weeks that's it which I know that some other groups have time frames and things like that you know will Gumtree will you know you know hang on to the dog until it's ready you know and we've, we've had a few tricky tricky dogs and um a few that you know, just come in and are wonderful. Um, but you know, the, the the love and time and patience and care and you know, Julia and you know, Brian and Fiona, who are the, sort of the main three coordinators, they're just you know, and they're all working full time as well, and they you know look after everything with this group. Like it's just a really good network of volunteers. It's yeah, it's it's, it's been. Um, you know, it's 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 been a really um, great thing to be involved with. I think what's good about that is it's almost a kind of circular economy, isn't it? It's greyhound lovers are purchasing items from yourself. You're then helping out greyhound rescue. People are adopting from greyhound rescue and then buying from yourself because they can't, you know, they can't get from pet shops. So it's that kind of circular economy of greyhound lovers buying greyhound things that help greyhounds and help people become greyhound yeah. lovers. <laughs> yeah. And I think, like, people just sort of have these moments when, you know, I get a lot of people who sort of email me going, oh, my God, I just put my first T-shirt on my dog. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, my dog is so cute. Um, you, you know, so it's like it, it goes to the, the next level of, um, well, I've got this, like, really cool dog, but now look at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, I'll make yeah. sure that we link um, and on our page to Gumtree Grays as well as obviously yep. your website. So, what's next for Hounties? What's are you planning on bringing out some um, from some different Hounties? What, what's Yay. the plan? So, what's coming up is we're working on a whip range. So there's going to be a proper range for whippets. Um, so soon we'll have the same styles for greyhounds as well as whippets. Plus, you know, the greyhounds will still have their own sort of unique things. And so we're working really hard on whippet at the moment. Um, I'm developing a little range of knitwear because I love knits. Um, I studied machine knitting when I was at Textile College an incredibly long time ago. So um, I'm fiddling with just some, you know, knit, knit accessories and things like that. And we are working on matching human T-shirts. So yes. soon you'll be able to match the dog. <laughs> Looking at how we can um, do do the human matching sort of human, human T-shirts. So, and, again, it's sort of been something that I've been wanting to do, but just keeping up with the dog ones was hard enough. So... It's going to take us a little while, but we're hoping to have some really nice T-shirts ready for sort of Christmas um, towards the end of the year where you can have the same 
tea as your dog. So <laughs> that is absolutely so, fantastic. I love that idea. <laughs> so yeah, so is it like I'm, you know, I'm in a striped t-shirt. So yeah, so we're just so I've just been looking at fabrics and and um how we can manufacture because we, we make everything ourselves. Um so we're we are a small Australian business so if we can't sort of handle it in our own workshop, it's sort of difficult to actually sort of, you know, there's like a lot behind kind of how we how we do it. So and that took quite a while to get all of that sort of set up and working and running and, um, you know, sort of sourcing the fabrics and just making sure that we're doing everything um well I guess because I came out of the clothing industry and I saw a lot of really horrible stuff and like a lot of not so great practices and things like that so um I'm keeping it here in Australia I'm committed to Australian production I'm committed to you know keeping it small and ethical I know where everything comes from I know how it's all made I know who's made it um you know we really watch our textile waste like we try and use as much as we possibly can of everything uh, we use all of our offcuts and I even get offcuts from other businesses to use so we use a lot of leftover fabrics from other you know children's wear companies and stuff and things like that so we try to be as ethical and as responsible as we possibly can with our with our manufacturing so um yeah putting the human t-shirts in it's 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 sort of a like you know we could quite easily just whip something up but we've got to make sure that we're you know we're doing it and we're doing it well and it fits properly and it's gonna wash okay and we're just trying to do a good product I guess like I just you know I want people to be happy with it and I you know I want you know like I I I feel kind of really good when I see people wearing one from three years ago and their dog's still wearing it you know it's like it's like okay well you know we did it we did it well like we chose a good fabric and we did it well and it survived um so yeah you know we're, we're pretty we're pretty proud of we're pretty proud of that so we obviously <laughs> want to encourage people to go and have a look at all the designs that you have so your website is houndtees.com.au and yep. you found on instagram at hound lovers and i would thoroughly recommend people going on and watching um going on and following you on instagram because it it brings a smile to your face because who couldn't resist a greyhound in a cute t-shirt and b you know if you're buying if you're buying from yourself you're buying from that kind of circular economy that will help other greyhounds which is fantastic and will also help support um small business which i think is always important And what you've just said about being ethical and responsible, I think more businesses could take a leaf out of your book and really put that at the heart of what they're doing. So I would thoroughly encourage everybody to go and check out your website. This is not sponsored in any way. I just think they're fantastic. Um, And Jen has very kindly offered to do us a wee discount code. So I'll make sure that that's included in this episode somewhere. Um, But yeah, I would uh, let's spread the love. Let's get all of our greyhounds in hound teas um keep the warm and make people smile at the same time so i just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today jen i really appreciate it and you've been absolutely fantastic is there anything else you wanted to mention or are you quite happy just just adopt a hound it'll be the best thing you've ever done like honestly (laughs) 
it's just I can't imagine my life without them now. Like I um yeah, like a hundred percent crazy hound lady. Um <laughs> I, yeah, just just everybody, if you don't already have a hound, adopt a hound. Just just yeah. <laughs> that is the best message we could absolutely end on. So we'll end our chat there. Jen, thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing because we love your stuff and it just brightens up our day when we see hounds in your t-shirt. So thank you very much for taking the time to speak to me today. Yes, thank thank you. Thank you for thinking of me. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much, Jen, for taking the time to speak to me. You're an absolute pleasure to talk to and a fantastic member of the Hound community. Now, as we mentioned, Jen is very generously giving Fell in Love with the Hound listeners a discount. So if you go to their website, which is houndtees.com.au and enter Fell in Love, all one word, Fell in Love at the checkout, you'll get 20% off. Isn't that amazing? I'd like to let you all know that this is not a sponsorship or a paid advert. I'll be using the discount code myself to treat Dash to a t-shirt for the Scottish summer, which normally we get about two weeks in July. So please do go and support a business which clearly cares about the people that it's catering for and, of course, our greyhounds. And I just wanted to say as well, thank you listeners for all your continued support for the podcast. I happened to be looking at the various facts and figures the other day that you get when you have a podcast and noticed that we were actually in the top 50 pets and animals podcast in the UK, which totally blew my mind. I think 2020 is going to be a really interesting year with some wonderful people coming on to share their passion for dogs and greyhounds in general. So I'm in such a good mood. I've had such a good time this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you all have a fantastic day and please remember, give your hounds a hug from me. Mm-hmm.